Today's scripture comes from Jeremiah 17, 5 through 8, and it reads, Thus says the Lord, Cursed are those who trust in mere mortals and make mere flesh their strength, whose hearts turn away from the Lord. They shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when relief comes. They shall live in the parched places of the wilderness, in inhabited uh, salt land, uninhabited salt land, salt land. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. They shall be like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream. It shall not fear when heat comes, and its leaves shall stay green in the year of drought. It is not anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. The word of God for the people of God. Today we start a, a new uh, series called um, Living the Good Life. And so for today's title, it is simply Living the Good Life. It's not what you think. Let us pray. Most gracious God, Lord, we thank you for all that you have done, all that you are doing. Lord, give us your word today because we need it. In Jesus' name, amen. Growing up in a neighborhood that was not very affluent, a neighborhood where uh, houses were not huge, they were not medium, they were often pretty small. Growing up in a place where the schools were not the greatest and where people struggled to make ends meet, it was the dream of many of my friends and many of, uh, of my partners, as I would say, uh, to move out of the neighborhood into a massive house and drive fast and expensive cars uh, to have the perfect life. And if we were able to achieve that, we would be living the good life. To, to their young minds, to our young minds, that was the good life. And actually, the world still perpetuates this model. The world says you can measure how good your life is by how much you acquire and how much others envy what you have. The world says step on who you must to get a leg up. Cheat if you must to get ahead. If you want to live the good life, you need stuff. You need to live a life that other people wish they could live, and you need to make sure that they know about it. By the world's standards, the determining factor of whether you live a good life or not is measured by the onlookers and not by the one who is living that life. I don't know about you, but that does not sound good to me at all. It does not sound like any of what I just said is the good life. Now, as me and my friends grew up, we, we realized that stuff didn't uh, make you have a good life. It didn't make you happy. It didn't always fulfill you. You could live in a huge house and be more miserable than if you lived in a small one. You could have the most expensive car on the block but still have nowhere to go because you have no friends. You, you could have all that the world has to offer and still be miserable inside. You see, uh, we, we, we see not only in our personal lives that the stuff is not the, the comfort that we need, but we can look at others, the, the celebrities, those that appear to have it all, and we find that some of them are the most depressed, the most suicidal, the most miserable people, not because they don't have stuff, but because the stuff has them. I don't know if that makes sense, but we'll keep going. Uh, 
it, it, it has to be, the, the good life has to be bigger than just the stuff. And unfortunately, the people that are on looking, the people that are judging whether we have a good life or not, are only seeing the pieces that we allow them to see. They're only seeing the pieces that make us look perfect. They don't see the tears at night. They don't see the distress uh, when we leave work. They don't see all of the things that, that plague the very foundations of one's life. They only see the good and they say, you know, I think that I want to be like them. I, I, I want to have what they have. I want to go where they're able to go. They have the good life. But it's all a mirage. It's all a facade. It's all imaginary, if you will. Because I, I know people that have, that, 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 that seem to have it all, that, that, that feel like they have nothing. And I know people that live in shacks that, that really live the good life. I know people that, that don't have a fast car, they don't have a slow car, they don't have a bus pass. They, they ride their bikes and they still feel like they have the good life. I know people that have grabbed a hold of, of what Paul once said, uh, no matter what state that I am in, I have learned to be content because my life is not measured in dollars and cents. It is measured in how many people I have helped along the way. It is measured by how many people I am able to show love to and how many people love me. It is, it is, it is measured uh, by the lives that have been affected by the life that God has given me to live. That is the good life. It is those intangibles that won't be able to be brought to a bank, those intangibles uh, that, that the banker won't ascribe value to that have the most value. You see these people that seem not to have anything. Uh, they were good people. They were courageous, honest, trustworthy, kind, patient, selfless, generous, loyal. They were principled. They were forgiving. They were peaceful. And they had great joy. If you really listen to that list, you can find part of it in 1 Corinthians 13 and the other in Galatians as we begin to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. So as we really begin to look at, look at what the good life is, I would argue that it mirrors more towards what God is calling us to be and less towards what the world is demanding of us. Amen. These people, though they didn't seem to have everything, their lives were not perfect but they did reflect the true and living God that they say that they worshiped. A songwriter once wrote, and uh, the song is entitled, I Won't Complain by Reverend Paul Jones. The songwriter once wrote, he said, I've had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. I've had some weary days and some sleepless nights. But as I look around and think things over all of my good days, Outweigh my bad days, I won't complain. He goes on to say, sometimes the clouds hang low and I can hardly see the road. I ask the question, Lord, why so much pain? But he knows what's best for me, although my weary eyes, they can't see. And I will just say, thank you, Lord, I won't complain. The songwriter goes on to say, I've been lied to, but thank you, Lord. I've been talked about, but thank you, Lord. I've been misunderstood, but thank you, Lord. I might be sick, 
uh, body reeking with pain, but thank you, Lord. The bills are due and don't know where the money is coming from, but thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I won't complain. I, I think the songwriter is on to something because the songwriter understands that, that you can live a good life in an imperfect situation. The songwriter understands that you can have more bills than you have check and still you can live a good life. The songwriter understands that you can have pain in your body and still be living a good life. Paul figured it out too as he said, I have fought a good fight. He didn't say he won every battle. He said he fought a good fight. It's, he said that he finished his course. He didn't say he tried to live up to the Joneses and the Johnsons and, and, and the Pierces and, and have more than they have. He said, I live the purpose that God has placed on my life, and I know that I have lived a good life when worthy of reward. The scripture that we read today, I believe, sums all of this up. I got here pretty quick, didn't I? And the scripture simply says, if you try to live the world's version of a good life, then you are cursed to the roots. You have no roots. You are not fertile. You will not be productive. And you will fold when things get hot. If you live according to the world's version of a good life. You will have no roots. You will not be fertile, which means you will not be productive and you will fold when things get hot, when things get hard, when situations come, when, 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 when the world begins to come back at you, you will have nothing to stand on. But if you trust in God and make his will yours, then God will truly give you the desires of your heart as they now line up. And everything you do will be worth it. So those hard times, they will be worth it. Those, those nights that you had to pray your way out of being upset, it, it will be worth it. That person that you love that act like they didn't love you, it will be worth it. And as Psalms 1 says, everything you do shall prosper. The seeds you sow will extend beyond your imagination. Hard times will not break you. Yes, you will have problems. You will have challenges. You will have heartbreak. But your life will be purposeful, valuable, and you will leave an inheritance of love, of peace, of courage, of joy, an inheritance that is linked to God himself that the worm can't eat up and that the, 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 the situations can't cause to rot. And that will cause that inheritance to live for generations. My argument today is that is the good life. A life that, that is well lived is one that you can be proud of, not one that is perfect. A, a life well lived is one that, that at the end of your days you can say, for God I live and for God I die. A life that is well lived is one that, that mirrors the, the fruits of the Spirit and what love is supposed to be. A life well lived 
does not end when you close your eyes because the seeds of, of love, the seeds of encouragement, the seeds that you have planted in your loved ones, the seeds that you have planted in your friends, the seeds that you have planted in those that God has caused you to intersect life with, uh, those seeds are still uh, flourishing. Those, those seeds are still being productive. And as you look at your grandchildren's grandchildren's grandchildren, they can still see a part of the goodness that God had given you. You see, a life well lived is not measured in dollars and cents. It is not measured by the house that you live in, the car that you drive, the suits that you wear, the dresses you can uh, acquire. It is not measured by red bottom shoes, by red brim hats. It is, it is not measured by what others may think of you based on your business acumen and all of the things that you have been able to uh, amass and, 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 and gather over your years. It is bigger than that. So as we begin to look at living the good life. Let us make sure that Christ is the center of that life. Amen. Let us make sure that we look further than what the world gives us as the requirement for what that looks like. And let us make sure that we are living a purposeful life in line with what God has for us and not trying to be somebody that we are not. For God has made you wonderfully and fearfully made you uh, into a perfect Jew. And as long as you run your race and you fight your fight, that life is the good life. The good life. It's not what you thought it was. It's even better. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.